This is the Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday Morning Quarterback Edition of The Leach Report. Live from Wild Eggs of Lexington, it's UK football talk on the menu today. You can interact with the show by tweeting at Leach Report or email leachreport at gmail.com. And you can call on the drinksword.com hotline at 877-904-1080. Now, alongside former Wildcat QB Freddie Maggard, Here's the voice of the Cats, Tom Leach. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to the Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback edition of the Leach Report. Coming to you from the mobile Clark's Pump and Shop studio. We're on location at the Wild Eggs in Ham in uh, Palomar. We alternate between here and Hamburg. So we're in the Palomar location. Tom Leach, Freddie Maggard to uh, look back at Kentucky's win over Chattanooga. Look ahead to the matchup with South Carolina coming up on Saturday night down in Columbia. And we will uh, do that along with you. You can tweet in questions if you have them for Freddie to leachreport at gmail.com. Or you can uh, tweet them in and um, or you can give us a call and we'll uh, get to the uh, Wildcat News of the Day to get things started and jump right into it. And that's presented by Giuseppe's of Lexington and Kentucky gets to 3-0 and with a much harder than expected 28-23 win over Chattanooga. It was essentially clinched with Terrell Asian's 95-yard interception return. Just a beautiful pick six in terms of the way it uh, unfolded for him as he caught it coming to uh, the press box side of the field and then kind of veered back diagonally to the other side and never got touched, never had to break a tackle. Just uh, great blocking by his teammates. So big. Uh, that was the big play, but then Chattanooga marched right down the field and scored and uh, – that Kentucky had to survive an, an onside kick that uh, went about as well as you could hope for for Chattanooga. Took a ball, took a great big bounce on the last hop, but Josh Ali uh, leaped up and got it, and Kentucky uh, had the victory. UTC rushed for 171 yards, one of the many disappointing stats in the game for Kentucky. The mocks were 7 of 15 on third downs. Uh, one stat that was a big positive for Kentucky, Wondell Robinson. Third consecutive 100-yard rushing game, or 100-yard receiving game, and he's the first Kentucky player since Derek Abney to have the three games in a row with 100 or more yards receiving. A couple of other notes, uh, Derek Lively, basketball recruiting, going to announce tonight. Most of the analysts are predicting Duke for Lively. John Calipari, perhaps as an indication of where Lively's headed, Cal was uh, reportedly visiting with Adim Bona yesterday, the other uh, highly regarded big man in the 22 class that Kentucky is pursuing. Football got a great commitment on Saturday night after the game. Tyrese Fearbury from Pennsylvania, top 15 edge rusher, who had decommitted from Penn State. A lot of folks thought he was going to go to Pittsburgh. Well, he ends up picking Kentucky, so he plans to sign with the Wildcats uh, come this fall. Volleyball, Kentucky gets a big win over number 16, Stanford, in five sets. Maddie Skinner had six kills in the fifth set. Big bounce-back win for Kentucky after the loss to Louisville in a five-set match earlier in the week. Women's soccer defeats Bellarmine 4-0. Men's soccer over Western Michigan 1-0 yesterday. Links to the stories that we talk about each day can be found on the Bud Light Leach Report page at TomLeachKY.com. The Wildcat News of the Day is presented by Giuseppe's Lexington.com. That's where you go 
to make a reservation or to order gift cards. And Giuseppe's will mail those out for you. And if you are still uncomfortable maybe going out with a lot of people, you can go to their new drive-up window, take Giuseppe's home with you. So go to Giuseppe'sLexington.com, place your order. You can go just swing right through the drive-through. Very easy. Check out Giuseppe's of Lexington after the game, after Keeneland. Great stop uh, for a fantastic meal. We'll be right back. And Freddie Maggard will join us, and we'll start breaking down Kentucky football at 3-0, heading back into SEC play against South Carolina this week. It's the Leach Report, Radio Network, served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. Look for the Leach Report on Facebook. Show updates, contests, and other cool stuff. Check it out today. It's the Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday Morning Quarterback Edition of the Leach Report on location at Wild Eggs in Palomar. Freddie Manger, the former UK QB, joins us to uh, talk about a flat performance. Yes. That's uh, the, the best adjective probably to describe it, right? Flat, yes. Uh, Kentucky looked wobbly uh, on Saturday. Very vulnerable. Certain things that I'm looking at at that game against Chattanooga, you know, you allow – 45% on third down, extended drives. Chattanooga won the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Went four for four in a red zone, which red zone defense for Kentucky is not very good right now. It, it's just, you know, it, uh, last in the SEC, 105th in the nation. Turnover margin is last in the nation. You start adding these things together, uh, Kentucky's not played a clean game yet. And but but there are some concerns. The turnover margin is the most worrisome for me. They're dead last in the dead league. La- last in the country, 128th. So True. you cannot, especially going on the road to South Carolina. Yeah. You, you can't do that. You cannot do that. And that's something that's got to be addressed and corrected uh, quickly. Uh, going into the season, Tom, uh, a couple things concern me. It didn't worry me, but concern me. Replacing five NFL draft picks on defense. Is tougher than we projected. Uh, it, 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 it's tough defensively right now. Schematically, Brad White is doing everything he can to get stops. Now Kentucky uh, limits big plays. One of the tops in the yes. country of twenty plays or, or more. But other than that, the, the red zone defense is not very good. Turnover only produced a couple uh, interceptions, no fumble recoveries. Another game without a quarterback sack. Uh, Chattanooga actually won the havoc. Uh, statistical line, which is also concerning tackle for loss, uh, quarterback sack, interceptions, etc. So, yeah, Saturday Saturday w- was concerning. Uh, I overlooked Chattanooga, which I do apologize. Apparently you weren't alone. You weren't alone. I, yeah, I, did, I didn't prepare because, I mean, Chattanooga, I mean, let's not make them out to be North Dakota State or, or James right. Madison. This is an average FCS team that dominated Kentucky at the line of scrimmage, and, and that's concerning. That that. Did their thing well. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they did very little to beat had themselves. Had a good plan. Had a great plan. They yeah. worked the play clock all the way down to try to keep Kentucky's offense off the field. Converted nearly 50% on third down to extend drives. Rushed for 171 yards. Had a 100-yard rusher. Adam Ford, 21 carries for 128 yards. 6.1 yards per carry. Yeah. That is that is worrisome for me. But odds are, if you play the, 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 the numbers game, Kentucky can't play that bad again. I mean, that's as bad as Kentucky can play. I think Kentucky will play better at South Carolina, but what does that better look like? Were expectations too high for this team? I don't know. We'll find out on Saturday. This is a big, big game for Kentucky. South Carolina is better than I thought. 
Even after a forty to thirteen loss yeah, to Georgia, yeah, they did up front. Defensive mm-hmm. up front, the defensive front seven for South Carolina is very good. Now, the Big Blue Wall didn't play like the Big Blue Wall against Chattanooga. Going to need a tremendous bounce back performance because Carolina has some dudes up front that can get after the passer and create havoc across the line of scrimmage. Someone at some point said a big key for Kentucky this season was going to be winning the Battle of the Columbias. Exactly. Columbia, Missouri. Yep. Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah. And uh, they're halfway there. Halfway there. But it's uh, harder with the at. Yes. Yeah. When you go on the road. And that place is sneaky crazy down there. Oh, Columbia. yeah. I mean, it is loud. And they're going to be This is desperate. their Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, you know. With Chattanooga this against Kentucky, that was their Super Bowl. Well, this is South Carolina Super Bowl. Yeah, this is an SEC opponent that they think that they can beat, and, and it's at home and it's at night. You were kind of, I'm sure, if you're a South Carolina player, kind of embarrassed. They had a lot of COVID issues, but just, yeah. Kentucky just ran right through them like uh, a knife through butter last year. And yeah, think and, how Kentucky felt about Missouri last year. Yeah, that's how South Carolina feels about Kentucky. That's a good this point. Year. That's a good way so to look at it. There's a lot of factors going in. It's supposed to rain all week. Kentucky's going to be indoors. Mark Stoops does not like his indoor facility. I mean, there's a lot going on this week that that has me concerned about this game Saturday. South Carolina got a little beat up in the game. Uh, a little bit. Uh, uh, the quarterback, Zeb Nolan, was injured, had a, had a cut on his hand. Uh, last night, Beamer said that he, he should be good to go on Saturday. But Luke Doty came in and played well. So, uh, Carolina did lose a starting linebacker, Green. He's out most likely for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, they're healthy. And defensively, South Carolina can go. And that, that's going to, Kentucky's going to have to be much, much better on the offensive side of the football to score points on the road. We have a call. Let's uh, get to a question here from Terry here at the Wild Eggs in Palomar. Go ahead, Terry. Yeah, Tom, thanks for taking my call. Uh, this is kind of for uh, Coach Stoops, but I want Mark, I, I want Freddie's opinion on it. And if you can think of it tonight, please ask him, Tom. I, wanna, I just want. Coach Stoops, you know, if he, did he watch the Bears and the Bengals play yesterday? Because that's the way I would like. I know sometimes, Freddie, it's Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's. But I want our team to get after the quarterback like the Bears got after Burrow. And their DBs were all over the Bengals. They couldn't do anything. Got two picks. We don't play anything like that. We, yeah. just, we just let the quarterback and the receivers play pitch and catch and hope they drop it. So, Freddie, I'd like your take on it. If, Tom, you get a chance, ask him tonight. Thanks a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, Kentucky has three corners. That's it. And, and at some point in time, you have to you have to do what you do the best. And, 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 and not and giving up the big play is what Kentucky does best. And having just three who, to this point, have not, have not demonstrated they are at the level of the two guys that are in the NFL that uh, were playing there last year. Yes, Quentin, Quentin Bohanna. Phil Hoskins up front. Up front. I'm about the corners. The corners, yeah. You, you know, you look back. You had Beatty, Lonnie Johnson, and Chris Westry, NFL guys. You replace those guys with Kelvin Joseph and uh, uh, Golly. Oh, uh, Eccles, Brandon Eccles, Eccles. Brandon Eccles, both in the NFL. You get in new corners. Kentucky does what it has to do on defense, and that's protect those corners. And, and by dropping back, playing softer coverage, you're, you're, you're relying on your safeties to make plays. Now, Kentucky's not getting up the big play, but not winning one-on-ones up front. That's the concern. Okay, yeah, because you're not bringing six you're, guys. You're dropping eight, and you're rushing yeah. three, and you're not, getting, you're, not giving, you're not getting pressure. Now, how, how, how does that change? You can bring linebackers. 
but then you're man-to-man on the outside, and then you could give up the big play, and you're putting those corners on an island. So yeah. uh, Van from, from South Carolina had three catches for 128 yards is a true vertical threat. This is the first true vertical threat that Kentucky will face against South Carolina. You line up man-to-man, you bring the house, you're putting him on – Cedric Dork, you're putting him on Carrington Valentine. So it's really you pick your poison. You can not give up the big play, or you force the issue and put and put those corners on the island. Two things. Number one, to Terry's question, you give Kentucky Khalil Mack, they might approach it a little <laughs> yeah. differently. Yeah, and Roquan <laughs> Smith. Yeah. Um, but uh, at some point, if uh, – You have to dial up some pressure. As I say, do, yeah. you, do you have to kind of uh, get a little more yeah. aggressive than you think is maybe smart, but to – you're going to have to, yeah, yeah. because the, the the organic three defensive linemen are, are not getting pressure. They're not getting home right now. Uh, they're not even uh, you know, at this point, especially against Chattanooga, really didn't force the issue as, as far as pressuring the quarterback in the pocket, let alone getting him on the ground. Uh, no sacks. That that that's worrisome. And to me, I would assume this is where you can speak to this. To me, what what you're talking about there is not getting that pressure. Yeah. Uh, un- Every, we all make mis- more mistakes under pressure. Yeah, that's why Kentucky's turn not getting as many takeaways. Yep, and maybe not as good in the red zone as they're not getting that pressure. They're not, they're not getting the pressure. And, and Saturday for me was a game of one-on-one matchups. Okay, because I thought Kentucky was superiorly talented, which it was. Yeah, and I wanted to see one-on-one matchups. What's that look like? That's that's left tackle versus, versus the rush end. That is center versus nose. That is receiver versus corner. Different things like that. I wanted to see Kentucky win one-on-one scenarios, and they didn't do that. So it really comes down to this. Do your daggone job. Play as a team, but do your job. Win one-on-one matchups. Didn't see a lot of that, sir. There was uh, our friend uh, Van Hiles. I was watching some of his uh, breakdowns yesterday that he did it. There was one big play that uh, Chattanooga hit on their first scoring drive. Um, Ford had a long, about a 50-yard run. And he had two linebackers hit the same gap. Yep. Obviously, that's that's job. not supposed to happen. Right. So the, and that's where the the uh, alley was created yeah. for uh, uh, the running back. So that's where they've you know, they've got to clean clean up some of those kinds of things. Yeah. If you're gonna play, if you're not gonna you know bring the house, you've got to make sure yeah. that when you do pick your spots, that you execute it well. You have to have, you have to maintain maintain gap integrity. Yeah, you have to be in your lane. Kentucky got out of its lane. Uh, and, I, and and you know the TV and, and people say, well, well, Chattanooga was playing games up front, stunts, blitz, shifts, whatever. Everybody's going to everybody yeah. does that. Everybody's going to do that. Th- that's not an excuse. Uh, so yeah, I mean, just up front, up front, Kentucky's got to win a line of scrimmage. Usually do does. Didn't on Saturday against an inferior opponent. Twenty four past the top of the hour. We're on location at the Wild Eggs in Palomar for our Monday morning quarterback show with Freddie Maggard. And we'll be right back. By the way, thanks to Terry for calling us up on the drinksword.com hotline. We'll get uh, more of your questions as we move through the show. We'll be right back. This is where the Big Blue Nation gathers. It's Talk Radio 1080 and the Leach Report, followed by Kentucky Sports Radio. We're back on location at the Wild Eggs in Palomar, our uh, Shuffling Coffee Monday morning quarterback show with Freddie Maggard. 
and uh, Freddie, uh, you can read him at uh, KentuckySportsRadio.com and hear him on the, the Depth Chart podcast and hear him on the pregame, the local pregame show. And if you were listening to the local pregame show Saturdays, I was, um, and you uh, wagered against Freddie being able to get the uh, streaming signal for yeah, uh, on his tablet, that? you lost your money. Yeah, how about that? I was able to uh, I was able to get it on my computer, which was the the upset of the year. <laughs> That was that was Chattanooga beating Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, well, I heard you talking about that, and I was like, oh, that doesn't sound good for Freddie. By halftime, I wish I hadn't have figured yes. it out, to be quite honest with you. But, yeah, I had uh, I had the sound down, but I turned it on up a few times, and uh, Mark Stoops was called Bob on yeah, several I heard occasions, about that. And, and it was interesting. We, uh, we appreciate everybody who uh, found their way to the U.K. radio network, uh, if you had some uh, issues getting the uh, streaming up, and maybe uh, – uh, you can uh, now you're technically savvy. You found a way to get that digital stream. Now you can take the next step and figure out how to sync up the radio yeah, to the TV pictures. That's a bridge and, too far. And uh, <laughs> you can work on that and stay with us on the uh, UK radio network. Uh, quick th- uh, thought: we got about a minute and a half here on South Carolina. Just what uh, what are the things that they do best? South Carolina up front defensively is good, very good. Uh, uh, Inigbari is the defensive end. Kingsley Inigbari is a first-team ICC player. He is going to pressure Darren Kennard, Rosenthal, and 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 Jeremy Flax. Was it Kinlaw a couple of years ago down yeah. there that they couldn't handle? Yeah, but up front is where South Carolina is at best. Sterling, Ellis, Pickens. Jabari Ellis, a defensive tackle, was really good against Georgia. He, he's good. So up front is where South Carolina will present the biggest problem. Great kicker. I mean, three phases. You got to talk about it. Parker White is an excellent kicker. So, for Kentucky, you can't you can't allow South Carolina to hang around late in the game because this guy's money from fifty in. Uh, quarterback situation. Luke Doty is better than he was last year. Uh, he, he he can scramble. Uh, he, he's very good uh, with his feet. He he threw the ball well against Georgia, so that that was a positive. Josh Fan, three catches, one hundred twenty eight yards, and a touchdown is a true deep threat. Also a punt returner. Again, special teams can't have those back-to-back errors or flags on special teams. So South Carolina is better than I thought they were. Kentucky is the better team, but it's going to take a complete clean game to beat them in Columbia because that place is going to be crazy. So a lot to clean up from, but but South Carolina, nothing really jumps out at me. They are tops in the SEC, number two in the nation, with six interceptions. So they are forcing, and that comes from that front getting pressure, yeah. quarterback error, intercepting the football. We'll continue uh, talking about that matchup, uh, looking back at uh, the win over Chattanooga when we return on location at the Wild Eggs in Palomar with the Leach Report. This is the Leach Report on Talk Radio 1080. You can interact with the show via Twitter at Leach Report. Now, here's Tom. I sat in the locker room about 20 minutes after the game because just disappointed. You know, I know we could play so much better. And, it, you know, it's hard, you know, when we go out there and put up the performance that we did. But I know we're going to get better. That was Jacquez Jones after the game on Saturday. And we're on location at the Wild Eggs in Palomar. Tom Leach, Freddie Maggard with our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback show. And we're coming to you from the uh, mobile Clark's Pump and Shop studio. And Jaquez had a play that didn't get a lot of mention after the game that was massive. Um, There was a play on one of the field goal drives for Chattanooga where 
they had a tight end James wide open. I mean, he was wow. the only person in the end zone. Yeah. And yeah. if they, you know, they could have, uh, you know, thrown it up like a punt to him. Yeah. And nobody could have gotten to him. And the quarterback threw it flat, and Jaquez jumped up and deflected it. So they ended up going for a field goal. If they get the touchdown there, then on that last drive, theoretically, if everything still played out the, the same way, they'd have been, you know, they would have scored and gone for two to tie the game. Yeah, uh, just like you talked about earlier with the, with the gap integrity of two linebackers going to the same uh, area of responsibility, that was a busted coverage that appears yeah. wide open. Uh, again, just a, a mental lapse. We've talked uh, quite a bit about what Kentucky did wrong on Saturday. There were some positives. Isaiah Cummings is developing into mm, Yeah, I think uh, I think he is going to be a good one and is developing at that tight end position. Uh, Will Levis had some good throws. Some he missed, a little off. Yeah, I thought he was more off in this game yes. uh, than the first two. Yeah, and, and that, uh, you know, uh, 23 of 35 for 254, two touchdowns, two interceptions, yep. 66%. He's got one interception was a bad one. He wants that back. Uh, Liam Cohen admitted that, that his game plan was off. Uh, Kentucky had just come off a physical game against Missouri. Chris Rodriguez, 27 carries, 198 yards. Didn't start the game. Was going to give him a breather. Well, that didn't work out. The tone was not set for Kentucky is not a pass-first offense. This is a run-first, play-action pass scheme under Cohen. He wanted to throw the football. all over. That's not Kentucky's personality. That's not in Kentucky's DNA. Doesn't match the personnel. Kentucky is a, is a downhill running football team that is going to be explosive on big plays. That's how Kentucky's at its best. It was off rhythm. It didn't. It was not balanced, and just uh, just a bad outing from the offense. And Cohen took full responsibility, which is which is good. And uh, it's a lesson learned for for players and coaches and analysts like me. I learned a lesson. I didn't put in the time on Chattanooga. Didn't think I had to. So I apologize for that last week. I was not good last week as far as analyzing this game, but. I'm getting better. I got five pages of notes, and I can tell you anything you want to know about South Carolina. Uh, let's listen uh, to uh, Liam Cohen. Shannon's a, a, a soundbite there in the uh, a computer system, and um, we'll get to this is what Liam had to say about what Freddie was talking about after the game. We were trying to throw it a little bit more. We played such a physical game last week that the plan going in was to try to take some hits off of C-Rod and the physicality that we played with last week that we loved, we were trying to, you know, I was trying to throw it a little bit more of this game, just being honest. And, um, you know, that probably put some, um, you know, just a little, our balance got off whack, you know, and, and that was on me. I, I didn't call a good game. Both sides, they were hoping in this game that they could uh, get some young guys some more opportunity. Yeah. Uh, part of that, whether they would acknowledge it or not, had to be that thinking, okay, this is a team we're, we're much better than. Yeah. But the other thing is, they're looking at guys playing too many snaps right now. Yeah. yeah. And try, over the course of a, you know, what you hope is a 13 game season or 14, and that they want to try to manage that a little better and get some other people into the mix. And this kind of bit them in, in this game. I like what Mark Stoops said about after the game. He said that you're only guaranteed 12 games, and you have to respect the game. Uh, respect, uh, it's an opportunity to play in these games. And, and Kentucky did not get a chance to put in depth players. Didn't get to see Bo Allen. Uh, didn't get to see experimental 
roster moves to to help supplant the corner depth. Uh, didn't, didn't get to see a lot of players. That, yeah, you know, they were, were hoping some young, young receivers could maybe yeah, get a run, catch or two. Receivers, to, yeah, defensive linemen, get those young guys yeah. in. Linebackers, get Martez Thrower, let him let him get some game action. Didn't happen because, you know, Kentucky came out flat. I mean, there's no other really way to, to say it. Let's get to some uh, questions. This one's from the email, leachreport at gmail.com from Jeff. He said, uh, here's my comment from the game. Being a very mediocre athlete at best, something I always got great satisfaction from was being part of a team effort that stood up if not stood up to, if not beat, a physically superior team. I'm sure Chattanooga felt some of that Saturday. Having said that, I hope the players will learn from this and that experience will make them a better team in the coming weeks. Kentucky is a talented football team. In years past, the Cats would have lost that game. I mean, that, that's just the way it is. Wouldn't have the talent just to overcome when, when it needed to. So let's get that out of the way. But yeah, Chattanooga, give them credit. Get, you got to give them a lot of credit for having a plan, uh, not trying not to let Kentucky beat them deep, play everything in front of you, play, run, uh, play some games up front, some stunts, twists, etc., confuse that offensive line, force the issue, and tackle well. Chattanooga tackled extremely well Saturday. That that that's one of the many things they did good. They tackled well. They had uh, seventy-two returning lettermen. Every starter in offensive yeah. defense returned, and they tackled and stuck to their plan and limited penalties and all those things yeah. like a veteran, like a veteran team. team yeah. Uh, from Dennis, he says Kentucky won't win many games if it doesn't improve drastically over the weekend. What's Freddie's opinion on South Carolina and Tennessee, who most penciled in as Kentucky wins? Dennis says I think they're better than expected. Freddie, I know you do too. I do too. I, I, that's that's why the situation we're in now is why I do not like giving a win loss projection for a season because you never know what's going to happen. I think Shane Beamer's done a really good job at South Carolina. Uh, personnel is not there yet, but they play hard. He's got a really good defensive front seven. I think South Carolina is much better than I thought they were, and I think Tennessee is better than I thought they were going to be. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that holds up. You got to realize that South Carolina's best outing was against Eastern Illinois, who went one and six last year. Not a good FCS team. Uh, barely beat East Carolina with a walk-off field goal, then got then got boat raced against uh, Georgia. Uh, but Tennessee look has looked good in games it's supposed to win. You know, uh, beat uh, Tennessee Tech fifty-six to nothing. That's something Kentucky didn't do. Yeah. Beat, beat the FCS opponent. So yeah, I agree. I mean, these and I've I've said throughout the offseason, I think Louisville's a good football team, uh, and they got a win against uh, UCF. So. I don't think this schedule is as easy as, as we thought it was going into the season. Uh, from Vinny uh, tweeting in, Coach Cohen took ownership of uh, for how he called the game. Do you think he was trying different things with little success or sticking to a game plan he'd originally drawn up? I, I think the original game plan, plan was to throw the football and, and, and take some hits off Chris Rodriguez, start Cavassier smoke. It didn't go well. And, and then he tried to go back to the run. He saw that was the second half. Everything yeah. they ran the whole drive was uh, yeah. six, maybe six plays. You know, it was it, all runs. It's militaristic. You have heavy discipline up front, and then you can ease back. You can't have easy uh, lesser discipline up front and then go into heavier discipline because that formula doesn't work. Same thing with football. Uh, you have to start out with that mentality and, and then flow through the game instead of starting – 
was not a physical game plan, then asking the team to be physical, that's hard. It's kind of like when we hear that phrase, it's hard to turn it when you didn't get yourself ready to play. It's It's hard hard to to flip that switch and turn it on. That's kind of the same thing there when you didn't practice with a approach of, you know, physically taking control, physically running yeah. the football, et cetera, during the week, then uh, you get in the game, find yourself where you need to, to go to that. You're not prepared. Yeah. Yeah, because Cohen also said that practice on Friday was not good. Mm-hmm. You play as you practice. Simple as that. I mean, I know that's a football cliche that's been around for 100 years, but it was true 100 years ago. It's true today. You play as you practice. Uh, you could sense that. You could, I could sense that Kentucky was not having a good week of practice just by what I was hearing, what I was seeing, and then it showed on Saturday. You, but, but it's strange to me because this is such a veteran team. That, that's, what, that's what disappointed me. You, know, you play almost you know, eight, nine, ten seniors on defense and play like that, that's disappointing. Uh, the offensive line, veteran across the board, and play like that, that's disappointing. You know, I'm not mad at them. It's just disappointing to see that kind of uh, that kind of effort and that kind of uh, performance from a veteran football team. That's Freddie Maggard, and he's here with me at the Wild Eggs in Palomar for our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback show. You can send in questions via email, leachreport at gmail.com. You can uh, tweet me at TomLeachKY, or you can call on the drinksword.com hotline. We'll get back to uh, some more questions, some more talk about Kentucky, South Carolina with Freddie when we return. It's the Leach Report Radio Network. Find out more about the voice of the cats and get great coverage of the Big Blue at TomLeachKY.com. It's the Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday Morning Quarterback Edition of the Leach Report. We are on location at the Wild Eggs in Palomar, where... As we always say, it's always uh, just about full here when we come on Mondays. It fills up during the show when we're out at Hamburg. Just, uh, I guess with those hotels around there, maybe a little bit later arriving crowd. But um, it's a, a great place to stop for breakfast, brunch, or lunch uh, before the game, before a day at uh, Keeneland. Uh, check out Wild Eggs. And you can uh, go to wildeggs.com and uh, reserve a spot uh, to uh, get seated or you can place orders through DoorDash and Grubhub or just curbside pickup. That's worked really well for them during the pandemic. All right, going to get back to more of your questions for Mr. Maggard here. Uh, this one from JP, LeachReport at gmail.com. Love Wandale, but since his first return in the first game when he fumbled and recovered it, he's gun-shy about moving forward to fair catch a punt. He let uh, some hit the ground on Saturday that cost Kentucky some yards. I think it's a valid point. Yeah, there were some hidden. <clears throat> excuse me, there were some hidden yards there lost for Kentucky. I'm sure he's getting coached up this week because special teams are going to play a, a critical role in this game, especially if it pushes deep into, into the fourth quarter. Cannot have hidden yardage and, and uh, the, the punts that bounced uh, close to the goal line put Kentucky in a hole starting out. So, yeah. And uh, you know, you come out, you give uh, um, Chattanooga. An out-of-bounds kickoff at one point, and that's then, a bad mistake. Well, you, you follow up a touchdown with an out-of-bounds kickoff. And Takes then, a lot of the edge and off. And then the very next special teams play, you get a hold. So, uh, But some positives. I, let, let's wipe the stink off this this game and, <laughs> that's and go a good forward. Way to put it. Because, trust me on this, Mark Stoops is, is addressing all these issues. Oh, yeah. He, he is He's a fantastic coach, and he is over there correcting those right now. He's going to get this right. And 
But Colin Goodfellow averaged fifty point five yards. Just going there, Dennis just asked about that. Yeah, so, so, you went there. so that's 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 thirteen and a half yards more than Kentucky was average going into Chattanooga game. So that is a positive. He averaged forty seven yards a punt with two starts last year. Yeah. So that's not abnormal for him. Um, I'd forgotten until I was uh, putting him on the board that uh, he. It was from St. Ignatius yeah. up near Cleveland, one of the great high school programs in Ohio. Yeah, where Darren Kennard went. Uh, another positive for for Kentucky, averaging 9.9 yards per play. That's first in the SEC. So explosion is there. Uh, just got to get back to it. But the explosive plays won't, won't arrive, won't occur until you establish a run game. And I think Kentucky's going to be able to do that. But it's going to be tough. Again, this, this South Carolina front seven is very good. From Trey, kind of leading us in the, into that. <clears throat> Trey says, I know the game between, this is a a tweet, I know the game between SC and Georgia wasn't close, but wants me to ask you uh, about South Carolina having, to use his phrase, some dudes. Wide receiver Van is a stud, won't be an easy game for the Cats on the road. Exactly. Josh Van, three three catches, 128 yards. Uh, Carolina went vertical on Georgia and beat the corners one-on-one on four occasions. So that's got that that is going to be a, a challenge for the Kentucky corners. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge on the road. Heck yeah! I mean, this is an SEC game. No, no SEC game wins are easy, and uh, that place is going to be a frenzy. And Kentucky's got a lot of cleaning up to do. But I thought Carolina, I didn't think Carolina quit against Georgia. Obviously, outmanned, out 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 personnelled. But I thought Carolina fought, kept right in the game. Something that that I look for in this game, Tom is I think Kentucky has a coaching advantage over South Carolina. This is Shane Beamer's, what, fourth game. There's a lot of young coaches on that staff. He's in that culture-changing yeah. building you know, mode that Stoops was in. Yeah, he gets that Georgia pass rush on the two, on the one-yard line. He decides to throw the football. Georgia gets a safety. You know, little things like that. Uh, I think Kentucky has the advantage with, with Mark Stoops over Shane Beamer. and but But I do think that with his background, with his dad, with that Virginia Tech – pedigree he's going to gamble a little bit on special teams i was going to say they you could think they would be you know his dad was always had the rep yeah. of just making game-changing plays in yeah, special teams i watched i watched their game twice against georgia and it showed him on the sideline when georgia was punting and he was obviously turning turning over in his head what to do as far as go after for a block or a safe return and you could see him just over there thinking th- then he went safe so you know, punt safe team. So that, that, that's what uh, South Carolina did. We'll take a break and then come back for our final segment. We're on location at the Wild Eggs in Palomar with Freddie Maggard for our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback show. It's the Leach Report Radio Network. All right, that's our final segment on the Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback show. Uh, Dave... Uh, emails in to ask you what happened to Freddie Steelers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, not good. Yeah, not not a good day for my Steelers. So. Um, so while we're in the NFL, how about Mike Edwards? Two, Two pick, pick sixes. sixes. Yeah, that that was great to see. Mike, such a such a <clears throat> fantastic guy, and I'm very happy. For, I'm proud of Mike. He he played well. Um, got that Super Bowl ring. Now got a. A lot of uh, highlight love with uh, two pick sixes. And, of course, Kentucky had a massive pick six. This is uh, Tyrell Asia after the game. I mean, we knew when they did go vertical that it would more likely be four birds. And just we, we've been practicing that all week, just 
waiting on somebody. But once I caught the pick, I mean, rest of the defense, it couldn't have been any better blocking. I didn't get touched the whole way. So, I mean, you know, shout out to the defense. Shout out to D-line, rushing the quarterback. I'm pretty sure he got hit on the throw. And then just everybody blocking after. You got whole defense. I mean, a bunch of guys ran down to the end zone with me, just blocking the whole way. So that was Tyrell Ajon talking about his uh, pick six. Picked it off at the, the five, kind of, as I said earlier, coming to the press box side. And then I think he said it was Devontae Robinson directing him to head back the other way. So he goes diagonally across the field. And then when he gets up to about the Kentucky 35 or 40, you could just see it opening yeah, up. And home, yeah. He had a lead blocker with Mosley down there in front of him. And um, that opened up beautifully for Tyrell, who, uh, it's interesting, has had an interception every season he's played. Um, big win, a big win against Mississippi State a few years ago. Yeah, so he's been a guy that's uh, had a knack for coming up with a big one. Defense works on that. As far as I mean, that blocking wasn't by accident. Mm-hmm. They work on after the interception to get blocks to get up the field. He talked about uh, defending the vertical pass. Here's how I think South Carolina is going to attack Kentucky. Kevin Harris so far, twenty three carries, fifty five yards, two point four yards per carry. Very uncharacteristic. Is only played in two or three of Carolina's games. Uh, this uh, Harris rushed for over 200 yards against Kentucky last year, led the SEC in rushing, first-team All-ACC pr- uh, projected preseason. I think Carolina is going to give – I think he'll see 25 carries against Kentucky, and then Luke Doty in play-action pass will try to get vertical against the Cats. That's how, I see, that's how I see it play. And then South Carolina defensively, those front four very good. You're going to see them crowd the, the line of scrimmage and, and, and try to stop that Kentucky run game. So – if I'm watching this game, I'm a Kentucky fan, and I've listened to Freddie Maggard, I'm going to be really paying a lot of attention to, is Kentucky able to run the ball, and are they able to contain the run? Exactly. Do those two things. If you see that trend going Kentucky's Kentucky, way early. Kentucky will win the football game. Yeah. yeah. Good points. Freddie, thank you as always. Thank you, Tom. Freddie Maggard joins me every week for this Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday Morning Quarterback Show. We're at Wild Eggs locations in Lexington, which means next week as we alternate, we'll be back out at Hamburg. So uh, you're always welcome to stop out and see us. And we'll see you tomorrow here on the Leach Report. We'll have uh, Larry Vaughn, also have Kentucky's newest football commit, Tyrese Fearbury, joining us as well on the Leach Report Radio Network. Thanks for listening to The Leach Report. Make sure you check out the podcast page at TomLeachKY.com whenever you miss a show. And be sure to follow The Leach Report Facebook page. If you have a question for Tom, 